hey guys, do you have time for a quick chat before we start the show? Of course, Big Nate Candy Mountain. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented buying warm socks at the end of summer. So you have them lined up and ready to go when fall and winter roll around. Yeah, Big Nate Candy Mountain. Speaking with you is sweeter than peach ring pie. Well said, Burient. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but for the first time in the history of the show, I have made a mistake. How about you stop saying words and be more quiet, you little ragamuffin? You have never made a mistake in your whole entire life, and you never will. Yeah, you adorable little ragamuffin with dirt on your face from playing street hockey outside. You're not wrong. The rest of the world is wrong. I know, but I accidentally used a semicolon when I should have used an M dash, so I had to rewrite the whole darn thing. I've got it perfect now, so this will definitely be the last time we have to record this. Please open your new scripts and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films, movies, and the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate, and I'm the number one Sopranos cosplayer in Missouri City. <laughs> Are you talking about the hit television program, The Sopranos, that ran from 1999 to 2007 on the Home Box Office Network? I am indeed. Uh, I feel like that show doesn't really lend itself to cosplay. Not enough, you know, casas. Sounds like we got ourselves a real Father Phil on our hands here. Save your doubt for the good book, my guy. Is that a Sopranos reference? Probably. As I'm saying, I do all the hits. Meadow Soprano, Carmela Soprano, The Therapist. But I also own a few tracksuits and medallions for when it's time to break out the poly walnuts. Using context clues, I'm able to deduce that you're talking about a person, not a food. You are so smart, Nate. Speaking of incompetent henchmen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I think you both owe me an apology. Oh, no. Did you find out that we call you Brentel Stillskin behind your back? Wait, what? You call me what? Did you find out that we also call you Brentel Juice? No, 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 none of that. You both owe me an apology because you said that I would never be able to convince a celebrity to come on the show. Oh. Did you get a celebrity to come on the show, Brent? I don't know. You tell me. Is Holly Hunter a big enough star for the two of yous? Oh my gosh! That's one of the biggest celebs on earth. Hey guys, it's me. <laughs> it's Holly. It's me, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it's me, Holly Hunter. Whoa, what an honor to meet you. We're huge fans. I'm a big fan of the pod. I like when Nate gives a question right and he plays home run music. Oh, man, you'd only know that if you were a true fan. This is crazy. Okay, gotta go. Good night, Kate. Well, well, well. Brent, I just want to say I'm so sorry I called you Brentel Stiltskin and Brentel Juice and that I doubted your ability to produce celebrity cameos. Yeah, Brent, I, we both vow to spend the rest of our lives making it up to you. I would expect nothing less. Okay, and I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we do a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club. And our, we named our show on purpose. We chose the title uh, on purpose. And that's because in the name, Friends Comes Before Podcast. So I got to ask you guys, how we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sore as hell today because we had some weather on the weekend on Saturday night. And it was quite windy. And rainy, and it blew down uh, my gate and part of my oh, fence. Oh no! Yeah, did it really? Like the wood? Is it wood or yeah. chain link? It's wood, and I had to go out in the the, the mess yesterday in the the mud and 
prop it up and brace it again and use a hammer and a drill with screws and actual real nails. And I got us back up standing again. And I was quite impressed with myself. But then you were, it made you sore. My foot. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's worth it because you just did some good work on your, your land. Well, I had to take care of your home. Absolutely. Because the dogs would get out and they would run amok. Mm. Mm-hmm. They would terrorize the neighborhood. Clark got out of the house in the summer and I panicked because I couldn't find him. He ran out the front door, which he never does by himself. And I found him in the backyard one day. He found a spot in the fence to get in to get back. So he was quite scared when he was out by himself and he came home, mm. which is good. So did you leave that spot open? No. Oh, I put a big smart. rock in front of it. Smart, smart. So it was a, it was a big storm? Like, yeah, was, not a winter storm, so it wasn't snowing. Well, I consider winter November 1st. Mm-hmm. I, the, the first what day... She's asking, what she's asking, was it snow or was it cold November rain? It was cold November <gasps> rain. Everybody needs oh some time God. when they're on was their it? own. <laughs> that song is so good. That's Hell a sexy yeah. song. Hell it yeah. is. <laughs> Dude, do you remember the video? Yes. And they're at a wedding? Yes. And it mm-hmm. rains? Yes, <laughs> and it's November, oh and he's playing God. the piano, and he's crying, and then Slash mm-hmm. stands that up solo? and starts does a solo for no reason with that the shirt solo open. Is so good, <sighs> actually, probably the best Guns N' Roses solo. <laughs> Everybody just needs some time on the road. That so to me, winter starts. This is the thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Actually, winter. I'm sick and tired of going by the the sun and the dates of when things start. Because, the solstices. Yeah, what solstice means? Sun, right? And we go everything, sure. sure. And we go by the sun. How do we know? We've never been on the sun. We don't know what's going on up there. Mm-hmm. So why well, we, we can it... observe it. No, oh, from this far away? I don't believe all that telescope bullshit, by the way. <laughs> do you, you think it's a myth? He's deep in the telescope uh, message boards. <laughs> I think it's a... It's an exaggeration. Mm, okay. Okay. And I feel I, like I feel people, like I should get you to say more. I just feel like we okay, sure, there's some of those objects are probably there with this telescope, but I feel like with the photo editing capabilities we have, the colors a little brightened a little bit, some, you know, taking out like the redness and like the eyes. Contrast. Um, contrast and uh probably some filters. I feel like it's sure. exaggerated and I don't feel like we know what's we don't know what's going on in the sun. No one can say we can take a guess, educated guesses. I think by when you're talking about suns, you're really talking about booties. Because the real pictures you're looking at are of Sugar Spice or whatever her name Ice is. Spice. Ice Spice. Well, she's a brand ambassador. It's just research for the podcast. And I don't know why we have to turn it horny when I'm trying to make a scientific point. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to talk about <laughs> learning and education. I uh-huh. want it on the record uh-huh. that I didn't t- make it horny. It wasn't your fault. No. no. And I feel like... On the record... We should go by what is the international symbol for fall? A leaf. A no. leaf. No, both wrong. A frowny face. Pumpkin. 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 That's it. Nailed it. Pumpkins are the mm-hmm. international symbol for fall. When is it socially not acceptable to put a pumpkin out? November 1st. That's the start of winter. Start of winter. The man, he's done it again, folks. Started wrong and finished right. Mm-hmm. See, this doesn't. <laughs> I. With all due respect, <laughs> this doesn't work for Americans because Thanksgiving is the third week and Thursday, and there's always fall decor and pumpkins mm. still out late mm. November. You're doing it wrong. Okay. Okay. Well, good to know. We didn't know. Call her, call her a sheeple. Call her we a sheeple. Yeah, know. We <laughs> did not know. Just keep on following the person in front of you, you big lemming. <laughs> here's my problem and here's my problem with thanksgiving i, I wasn't going to ruin the thanksgiving episode with my beliefs but i'm going to say it why do, here's the problem and this is what the whole thing about i can't believe i didn't make this point but playing strains and automobiles they were trying to get back to uh for thanksgiving so let's take the busiest travel day what well, it's always hard to travel I'm, i have to i have to pick my words so why take the two biggest traveling holidays and put them a month apart? Yeah, spread those out, you're saying. Well, I don't think when the holidays were made, people were worried about traveling. 
Mm, Kate with another good point. This is great. This is like watching Plato and Socrates. <laughs> we can cha- <laughs> we can change things easily. You don't go by the sun for Thanksgiving. However, Thanksgiving comes around and everyone loves it because everyone's talking and families are get together and everyone's talking. They have so much to talk about because it's been almost a year since we've seen each other. Oh my God, little Timmy did this. Little Jane lost a tooth. However, you all got to do it again four weeks later. And at Christmas time, we're all sitting around the table. Oh, boy, oh. Ooh, and he's got nothing to say to each other. Is that what your family sounds like? No, because I'm Canadian <laughs> and we do it in October. We give a two month buffer. Buffer. Two months is enough to get some good gossip going. Exactly. Spill the tea. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm doing. Oh my goodness. I feel like you're back in full form, Brent. You're I, just um, feeling healthy. He, he I cleaned think... the water bottle and he's fucking yes. back to 100%. Oh, I'm almost over the chest cold. It's nice to hear a strong, secure Brent. To recap, we fixed the fence. Mm-hmm. American Thanksgiving is too much pressure at Christmas time because you just, you just talked about everything at Thanksgiving. Pumpkin is the international symbol of fall. And it's socially yes. unacceptable to display a pumpkin on November 1st. And that means it's now winter. And there was one more point that I made that I was really good. I thought it was really good. Ice Spice is a brand ambassador. No, that's just given. Um, well, let's move on to someone else, oh, like that's, Nate. That, no, let's not move on yet. The sun, we don't know what's really going on with the sun, so we have to stop following. Oh, okay. Mm. Yes, the photographs. Yeah, I'd li- and I would actually like to start my segment uh, on the sun as well. Excellent. Because this week I learned that we all know the Earth revolves around the sun. At least I hope most people we know think, that. We think, we, we assume. We, we, we assume. Oh, you know, no. we're pretty confident about it. Educated guess. But did uh, what I learned this week is that the sun also rotates around a giant black hole in the center of the galaxy. Mm, this is where you lose me. This is where you lose me. It's a uh, double. It's 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 double uh, rotation, and I don't like that. It was a fact that made me very uncomfortable and upset. And then think about this, Nate. That that black hole. Is circulating, circ- what's the word? Circulating? Yeah, I, I lost the word halfway through, and that's right. why I had to change yeah, what rotating. I was saying. Orbiting. Rotating Rot- around <laughs> something, orbiting some, some larger black hole. You know, you guys ever run into thoughts where you're just like, nope, and you just turn, you just stop? Yes. You're like, I've gone too far. I'm going to turn scary. around now instead of going mm-hmm. through. I'm going back out the way I came. Put up a bunch of boards on the entrance to the mine and never go back. I tried to watch that Netflix show with Neil deGrasse Tyson about space. I forget what it's Mm -hmm. called. And I had to shut it off. Uh, Yeah, I had to shut it off like within 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You're just like, nah, 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 nah. Because of the feeling of insignificance? No. Because to me, it sounds like, to me, when they describe it, all it takes is one star to sneeze and everything's gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like it. I don't like, uh, I don't like it. What's going on? The, the rea- gonna- <laughs> Absolutely. No. I, I got all like- fired up because my, my fence blew over. Nate should be protected. <laughs> Nate needs to be protected from the realities of being alive in the universe. Yeah. It's yeah. not a reality that we don't know for sure. I'll think about other stuff, you know, yeah. I'll think about like, what Keep is working adult- on the podcast. What does a dolphin like, feel? I'll think about that. I'll fucking think about that all day. What okay? do you mean? What but, do they feel? I don't know. I, want, I would have to think about it. They like, don't even know what it feels like to be because they, oh my God, you can't. <laughs> they don't even know what it feels like because uh, they're they're always in water. So two weeks in a row, you're going to. I am going to believe it because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks in a row, you get to say it. How are you doing, Kate? Um, I am doing well. Um. Except for the dinner I made myself tonight was uh, raw, <laughs> raw broccoli, raw cauliflower, uh, a boiled egg, salami, <laughs> and ranch dip, and then a banana. <clears throat> and I've been trying to eat more healthily and at home. And this is what I came up with tonight. I, that is more healthy than like a burger. <laughs> Yeah, that's more healthy. <laughs> I like it's how wild. if you were on Iron Chef and they gave you a list of the ingredients you could use, 
You just choose to eat the ball individually. <laughs> Instead of making something like, out of genius, it. Genius. Genius. You have very much a lot in common with raccoons. They just will find what's available and eat it. It's something I want to work on in this next upcoming year as we enter in the end of this year. Next year is going to be about. We're proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to stay around. I'm trying to take care of my body slowly. Um, well, why don't we talk about the movie we watched this week? Um, yeah, we'll talk about a movie. It was um, audience choice, and we ultimately narrowed it down to the movie 1984, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never saw this movie. It was The NeverEnding Story. Woo! Have you guys seen this movie before? Many times. I saw this movie when I was young, I would say a lot of times, but I actually remembered almost nothing. There was like three moments in the movie that I remembered and everything else was brand new for me. Yeah, I saw it a lot, but I hadn't seen it probably in two decades or more. Well, now that you've seen it recently, why don't you tell us what happens in it? I would love to, you guys. Oh my gosh, so there was this boy named Bastian, and he was 10 years old, and he was really getting bullied by boys, and he ran into a bookstore. Okay, I can't do Yeah, I was going to say, how long has this been going to happen for? <laughs> he ran into a bookstore. I got to get out of it. Oh my god. Uh, where a weird, strange bookseller had um, a crazy book, and Bastian was really into books. So he stole the book and runs to school, and... Um, doesn't go to class, but goes into some kind of attic space where he spends the next 24 hours reading this book. And this book is about the world of Fantasia and that this entity called the Nothing is uh, taking over Fantasia and destroying it. And the book story is about a quest that Atreyu, the young warrior boy, goes on to try to defeat the nothing and what we find out is that the book and the boy in real life bastion are connected because you always need to believe in magic and everything will be great and your dad will talk to you more the end the end because <laughs> <laughs> it does get kind of confusing at the end <laughs> like, there's the- a lot going on <laughs> The, the child is reading the book, but the child is also a part of the book. And very important, he's got he's to say things to make the book be over. So it's uh, confusing. He has to name the Empress. He has to rename the Empress. And you would think that he was going to, re- he was going to name it his mother's name because he that says that. That would make a lot of sense, <laughs> actually, But <Kate>. no. <laughs> right. Because his mother's dead. And... Uh, but no, he says Moonchild, calls her, calls her Moonchild, and that's the end of it. And he, he through his wishes, brings back all of Fantasia, Bastion, mm-hmm. the real the real human boy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This movie is, I freaking loved it. So let's well, talk let's, about our favorite parts. What a transition, Kate, transition <laughs> queen. Have you guys heard of beautiful fur dragons named Falcor that fly through the sky and are so wise and gentle? When I was a kid, I remembered him being 100% furry, like a dog. And then I realized watching it this time that he kind of has a bit of fur and then also some weird fur scales. Yes. Because he's a dragon. And that was... uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like Man, it. Man, I, rem- I have that note. I don't like that texture. Two very different textures. Yeah. I grew he up. He does look like a dog. My whole life, I never saw this movie. I didn't know what was going on. I did see pictures of the big rock guy and the dog. And I'm like, okay, this movie is about flying dog, which I, this is, was my knowledge of going to this movie. I saw that fucking texture and I was like, this thing should be shot by the military. <laughs> flying around he should be taken out by the best anti-aircraft machinery that's out there we have the technology that thing is disgusting and he's yeah, he's kind of horny 
and he's preying on that child. And I have a picture that I want to send to you guys to prove my point, and I'm going to include it underneath the episode when we post it. Well, he winks. I counted at least three times. Yeah, that's a that's a power move. You never wink at a child. You do in 1984. No, you don't. That's why we're all scarred. I, I sent the pictures in the group. These are the pictures taken from me today, immediately after he asked the young kid to scratch behind his ear. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. If, that, if they aren't the horniest faces. I like to think he's just a puppy. He's a puppy and dogs are nice. Whatever. I'm going to let Brent destroy this childhood memory for so many of us. Do you, do you think I like to have my knowledge of this thing destroyed? 41 years, Catherine, I went through life thinking this movie was about a big dog that saves the world. That's my only knowledge. Next thing I know, he's got a dog head and a dragon body, but it's not, it's like pearly, gross, moist bumps. And then he's asking kids to scratch behind his ear and he's making those faces. My whole, my whole life was ruined today. R.I.P. R.I.P. Can we go back to, we, we were jumping ahead because the first note I have is the dad um, when he talks to the kid in the morning. Motherfucker's making a smoothie. Orange juice and eggs? Yeah. Yeah. The 80s was you know, a wild This time. kid, he doesn't have a fighting chance. What do you mean? What do I mean? Broccoli, cauliflower, salami? <laughs> he made a smoothie out of orange juice and eggs. And then sat there and drank it in front of the kid. Don't say that's normal. What's 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 wrong with that? Oh, eggs. What is the what's eggs right about it for me? That's protein. Yeah. What, Kate? What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm defending him, I, and I'm shocked you're defending him at all because I'm sure you have a lot to say about his parenting technique. I could defend this man because this man is trying his best. He is speaking to his son. He is, and then his son leaves, doesn't think to go, doesn't realize how terrified this father would be after his fucking wife died. And now his son is missing. And then when he goes to school to be like, hey, did you guys see Bastion today? They were like, no, he never showed up to school today. Like, no one knows mm -hmm. he's in this loft area of the school going screaming during a storm like he's lucky <laughs> he survived this honestly i actually really liked how at the end of the movie they just do not address that whatsoever like no, it's in like a modern movie there'd be like a reuniting scene where the dad is like some oh, fucking so resolution about you <laughs> yeah no this just the story ends in the book and the movie ends like, God. The, end. the dad walks in the into the kitchen makes an orange juice and egg <laughs> smoothie dismisses the kid's sadness about his mother being dead tells him to pull up his bootstraps and do better at school and to stop being a kid time to grow up son meanwhile his son is absolutely murdering a priest a piece of bread with butter and a knife the kid can't butter bread and he's <laughs> telling him you got to get there's no defending no. the man for and, sure. And I, why I understand is, the context of what he's saying, but just the fact that he's speaking to his son. This man is 1984 with an eight-year-old son. He does not know how to speak to a child. He didn't think that true. he was going to have to parent at all. And now he is a widowed my, father. My dad. Of a boy he has nothing in common with. Well, this is what I'm saying. Maybe you catch more <laughs> flies with honey than fucking orange juice and eggs. Maybe he should be, you know, toning down his weirdness a little bit. Maybe it's time for him to grow up. He does have a moment where, like, in the middle of their conversation, he goes like, well, that's good. This has been a good conversation. Yes. We should do this more. <laughs> and then the kid goes back to putting another hole in that piece of bread. He's a problem child. I, I get it. This kid needed more intervention than Reagan did on The Exorcist. Oh, <laughs> good callback. Oh, my Movie goodness. Podcast. That's the quote of the year. And why I have another uh, while I'm rolling here. Why is there an air mattress in the loft at elementary school? <laughs> Very good question. Is it an air mattress? Uh, I thought it was like just a really old like gymnastics mat. It it had uh, there was blankets and pillows and candles and a mattress. Up and he there. would always pull it over his head. 
like snuggled up. Like there's lots mm-hmm. of issues. There's lots of things I have for points that where it needs counseling for. This has something that's very common in all of the eighties and nineties movies that we've watched where all of the children are monsters. <laughs> They're bullying Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. They're bullying this guy. They're all just cruel, cruel monsters. I mean, that's the reality I think of what it was like back then. So why are kids so mean? What's going on there? Because right. they're so nice sometimes. I don't understand it. I, I, this is a good movie podcast moment mm, about that the kids we're talking about. They can't make kids smoke, right? Except for Roger Rabbit for right. some reason. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. That was crazy. That's two callbacks on movies that I did. I'm killing this right now. Ding, ding. And they, so in movies, they make adults, like, guy the leather jacket and smoke. He's the bad guy. So the kid version of that, to convey that message, they make the kids chew gum. Yes. Um, yep. Yes. That's a Good. great Thank point. You. Thank you. And they talk while they're chewing their gum with their mouth open. I got, where's my money? <laughs> and that kid had dolphin teeth. And I didn't, that's why he's taking his dolphin teeth aggression out on that kid. Nick said the guy on the the kid on the right looked like he was forty five. They all did, <laughs> and he did. He, he did have a man's head on him. On his it's the haircuts. <laughs> but he had a face. He had like an old, like a middle aged person's face, like the skin and everything. When he found the book, I got super confused because the cover on the book and the version I watched was in German. Oh, really? Yeah, it is a German book. There was a lot it of German is a references. German story in the in the version I watched, so I, this is going to be interesting. But the cover, the whole title was in German, and I thought to myself, "Eh, we're still not ready to forgive." Little early, <laughs> little early, especially in the eighties. It's a little early, and this is not a, this is not a, a, a diss against the German people that listen to the show. God forbid. We're just overall, we're just not ready yet. I saw that and I was like, hmm, that's about Hitler. Mm. Yeah, anytime you see German in the 80s, you got to be like, what are you reading exactly? Yeah, I'm like, this is Hitler propaganda, and that's why he doesn't want the kid to read it. And it turned out just to be the, mm. the storybook, but whatever. Have you guys, I mean, I assume none of us have read the book. No. no. <laughs> I heard, I read that the author was super pissed. I also read He tried that. to sue to, to make the movie not get shown. Really? He was so mad about what they did to his precious little German book. He's like, they don't mention the Third Reich at all. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See? You didn't know if he was kidding it. That's a telltale sign that we're not over it yet. Uh, this movie, within the first half an hour, a horse dies. You don't see a lot of horse death in modern movies, especially movies for children. They usually uh, try to avoid that. And that was a real horse. That looked like a real horse. It was. Seven weeks it took trainers to teach that horse to sink like that. Are you appara- kidding? Not kidding. Apparently horses don't like to drown. That horse, and yeah. I, <laughs> I still, I don't want to ruin it. No, fucked. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it. Um, but the seven weeks, yeah, that it took for uh, Antax to, to 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 train them and to sink. Um, they tortured that animal for seven weeks. Um, yeah, the the snail when they first started the story, that well, he was smoking that gas. <laughs> He's Mrs. Clack. Mrs. Snail? Clack. Yeah, that's that's how I knew what that snail's name was. It was Clack because he was high as hell. He was eating all the time, eyes glazed to shit. <laughs> exactly. That's what the snail would say. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was basically. Did you guys see the big rock guy? He's <laughs> eating the big limestones. <laughs> he was Slater from Days of Confused. That's all that's, that character was. <laughs> um, want to hear, hey guys, I, I want to hear my impression. Yeah. Of a TikTok comedian? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, oh, so I was watching this movie the other day called uh, The Never Ending Story. And uh, uh, everyone was concerned about uh, their world being around, the, uh, being destroyed by something called the nothing. And I'm like, what? What? It was ever no conservative? <laughs> get it? <laughs> you get it? No. What? No. You get it? Because. No. Like it's the joke is conservatives it's like they're snowflakes now. Everything is our our everything's being taken away from us, and the world is being destroyed. 
and but they can't eat by nothing. Nothing's happening to them. They're just complaining. Okay, oh, yeah, no, I, I do understand okay. this joke. And yes. now that you've uh, explained it, you know it's a good ass joke when you got explained. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I have been a little more political last couple episodes. Maybe That's that it's not, it's going out to the wrong ears. Yeah, like maybe you kind of just outgrowing us. Maybe right? you guys should just take. I don't know. Not a, like don't obsess about it. Take ten minutes a day. Read a newspaper. Yeah, like crack a book. Yeah. you know. <laughs> I'll take that into consideration. It's going to hit with a lot of people. Do you guys think <laughs> animals can communicate like we, if like you're walking by a stranger on the road, like, hey, what's up? And think, yes. Okay. So when the horses were, he was driving or taking the horse to Fantasia and they ripped by a bunch of wild horses. You think the wild horses were like, hey, Artax, come on, let's go fuck around. And Artax like, no, can't. Got to take this kid on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I do believe okay. that. I do too. And even if science came out to disprove that, I would say fuck science. Yeah. Well, we would be like, see, science can't be trusted. This is how I feel about the sun. Uh, the so Steven Spielberg was involved in this movie. He helped a little bit, and uh, there's a scene where a child gets sneezed on by a large dinosaur-looking creature. Oh, and my then God. And also the child flies like he just mm. grabbed a hold of a 10,000-volt mm -hmm. fence. Do you think this is a coincidence? He ripped it off. I was like, am I watching Jurassic Park? Not the same thing. That kid, whatever uh, rope setup they used to launch that kid, they just re they just got the same guys. They called Germany. They said, bring out the trusses. We got another kid to throw. Steven Spielberg is obsessed with launching kids. He, he has loves a to launch big kids. trebuchet in his backyard and he just puts <laughs> kids on them and he pulls a thing and they go flying. His logo is a kid riding a bike so high that the bike had to be launched exactly. by some kind of catapult. Good gracious. We've done a lot of good work today. We are flipping <laughs> right along. We can both agree that what's his name? Arteu? Atreyu. 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 He sucks because the very first place he lit, he visited, he got his horse killed and he got hustled by a turtle. Yeah. That's your your only means of transportation. And your horse is depressed. Like, it killed itself, really, Atreyu, because that's what it's like to be around you, sir. No, that horse had fear in its eyes the whole time. That horse did not want to die. You took that horse into places it shouldn't have been. That's true. Atreyu is is terrible. And he, he just, his whole movie was just him getting bailed out by increasingly uglier animals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know that the kid's voice wasn't his voice? Atreyu? Yeah, it wasn't his voice. It was dubbed? Dubbed. No. Yeah, it wasn't his voice at all. Whoa. That kid went on to be a tattoo artist. Oh. And he got, he gave it up though because he got sick of doing the, um, Falcors? No, no, the snakes. The snake. The Orboros uh, thing? Or, oh, or, 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 or yeah, Orboros. Or it was called like Aryan or something like that in the movie. A uh, lot of, lot of uh, vowel names of things. I liked the names in this one. Sometimes I don't like the names, but I like Bastion. That's a name. That's a name you'll Isn't remember. It? His his full name is Bastion Balthazar Bucks. Mm -hmm. I wrote down Bastion Bucks. Really? His name is Bastion Bucks. Bastion That's Bucks. a wrestling name if I ever heard one. The Racing Snail. That was the name of the snail. Racing Snail. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Clack. There's the Thunder Guy. Thunder Guy was working overtime on this movie. There's probably se 75 Thunder Cracks in this film. Oh, yeah. He was... Yeah, he probably got... Probably Tommy John after this movie. Was shaking that He's sheet metal so hard. That. I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely had to metal. get some medical intervention. <laughs> <after> this. <laughs> That's probably how Tommy John surgery came about. It <laughs> yeah. was a lot of lightning and thunder. You're right. You guys uh, see the gears and cogs? Oh. I thought of you. I thought of you when I saw all the contraption that the spyglass that looked at the sphinxes. Mm hmm. That had that had liquids in it. Do you mm -hmm. see that there were liquids? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, any time you have different colors, that's for eighties for liquids. science. Yeah, that's eighty science. <laughs> that's some, yeah, absolutely eighties for sciences. Beakers with different liquids in them. Yeah, different color liquids. Oh, some yeah, some real high tech or high tech stuff happening here. Yeah, great gear work, 
great gear work, great cog work. Uh, that will be reflected in my score later. But that's another horny thing when you think about it. You got this what? weird neighbor who's using a telescope to look at the big titty sphinxes all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... It's it, his science. He he kept repeating himself. It's his he science. Keeps saying that, right? He's like, <laughs> and that's also how he justifies it to his wife because he's also like, "Leave me alone. I'm busy working on my science." And then you look, and it's just Staring a stick at these figure. Titties. It's just a stick figure with big boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, there's a lot of horny guys. In there's this movie. a lot of science in that. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes a lot of mental energy. Um, do you guys want to take the official 1984 Never Ending Story quiz? I absolutely do want to take the quiz. I do as well. So, question number one. Uh, Kate's going to go first this time. No, Nate's going to go first this time because Kate went first last time. Okay. When the father who made the crazy smoothie had the conversation with his kid in the kitchen, There was a piece of fruit on the table. Damn it. What was the fruit on the table? Mm. Your possible answers are red apple, green apple, grapefruit, orange. This is tricky because I know he eats a green apple later. So I, with that, only that as the only context clue I get, I'm going green apple. And I am guessing grapefruit. This is annihilated. Whoa, no. Uh, Nate uses power of deduction and was correct with the green apple. Yes, like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that's where you guys are really impressing me tonight. You're using your brain. Question number two. He goes into the bookstore and the creepy guy says, you don't read books, just comic books. He's like, no, I have this many books. I'm going to read off four books. Three of them were said by Bastion. One I made up. Bastion claims to have read and own Treasure Island, Tarzan, Lord of the Rings, Alice in Wonderland. Um, I'm going to guess Alice in Wonderland. Kate is correct. It's Alice in Wonderland. He did not say that he owns or read Alice in Wonderland. Congratulations. I tried to act it out so Nate wouldn't know that I absolutely do the answer. Okay. Yeah. You should have done this. You should have been like, treasure. No, 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 no. Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, good. <laughs> Damn it. I'll get better. <laughs> Question number three. Now, I'm gonna. the answers are going to be characters, but I didn't know the characters' names at the time I wrote the question, nor did I go back and put the official names in. <laughs> So, but you guys will know by what I say. Sure. What character was from the south of Fantasia? Was it the rock guy? The fancy small guy? The goblin? Or no one said they were from the south? Goblin. Well, it's the oracle. So, whichever one is the oracle, which is not the rock guy. Who's number two? Fancy small guy with the accent. Was he the one that would look no. at the titties? No. He had the big tie. It was the very first scene of the, of the snail movie. Snail rider. He rode the snail. Yeah, he had the big top hat, the fancy tie, had an accent, really small. No, he's not it. Okay. Then who's the third one? The goblin guy. The guy looks Is that like- the oracle? I'm not giving any more hints. Or, this is not 20 questions. This is one question. Goblin guy. Was the goblin guy looking at the titties? No, <laughs> no he was nowhere near the titties. Yeah, he wishes. Close. He wishes. I protest this question. No, you don't protest it. You can't protest it because it's an actual line from the movie. They said where they're from or they may not have said where they're from. Who did Nate f- say again? Who did Nate say again? <laughs> the goblin. Then I'll agree with Nate. The goblin. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it was the goblin. He it said, "I'm the from goblin. the south." It was the goblin. He was from the south. The <laughs> fancy guy was the west. So it wasn't just the southern oracle. There, you're confusing Who is the, the guy region. Who's looking at the titties. 
Oh, I don't know why you think he looked at the titties. Because all he went to the Southern Oracle. But listen, and then listen. At the Southern Oracle, he was the one that was. Oh, the Southern at- Oracle also had titties. You're confusing the re- Southern region with the location of the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I could be okay. in the West. I'm sorry. The Southern Mountain in the West. That's what you're getting confused you guys, at. Please don't kick me out of the pod. You're fired from the podcast, Kate. I'm sorry it had to happen this way. I can't believe you tried to protest that question. <laughs> it was a direct I didn't line. Understand it. The goblin said, I'm from the I South. misunderstood it. My ego got in the way mm. because I thought Damn. I knew the answer. That's a really good way to, to diffuse the situation. Well done. <laughs> question number four. Though I'm tightening this sh- fucking shit up. There's going to be no more questions. There's going to be no more leading questions. This is not the way we run things here on North America Friends Movie Club. How big was Falcor? <laughs> was Mr. Falcor the big lizard flying furry dog? 43 feet, 33 feet, 53 feet, or 23 feet? That's from that's from snout to tail. That's what we're going with. I'm gonna follow my heart and say, um, "Fuck." I'm gonna say 53 feet. I'm gonna say 43 feet. That furry abomination was 43 feet long. This is annihilated. Whoa! Damn. I'm off my game today. One of the biggest abominations we've ever had. He was a dragon. He was a luck dragon. That's what he's shit is. is what he was. He was he's I protest that comment. He's fraud. Horny fraud. Oh, we got behind my right ear. Um, question number five. Who said my favorite line from the movie? Would you guys like the line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must hurt if it is to heal. Hmm. Your options are Chiron, Falcor, Urgle, Engiwook. I just, I know who said it, but I don't know what their name was. Uh, so I'm going to guess Ingi, whatever Ingi, whatever was. Engiwook, yep. Did you say Urgle? Urgle, Engiwook, Chiron, and Falcor is the names I put out there. I'm going with Urgle. Um, if it is hurt, no, sorry. It must hurt if it is to heal. Now drink this. Urgle said that when she was trying to give him that worm soup. Urgle. Urgle was trying to give him the worm soup. Um, so what's the current score? Where were we at? I know you got three. Four cake, to I three. Think. Four to three. Four to three. Okay. Two questions left. If I was to recast a modern day version of this movie, what Stranger Things actor would I cast as Atreyu? Oh my. Your options are Noah Schnapp, Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bobby Brown, or Gaetan Matrizano. Togo Amigo? You go. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, because you're an you're an ally. Mm. Kate, I thought the same thing. I really did think the same thing that like he might pull that shit. Mm. I'm going Finn. I'm going Finn Wolfhard. Can we put it on record that Nate thinks equal opportunity and allyship for women <laughs> is pulling that shit? <laughs> that's not ally. That's not an ally. It's not ally, ally behavior. And Kate is. Cr- there's two reasons why I chose this person because one, I'm an ally. Two is because <laughs> Atreyu looks a lot like Millie Bobby Brown. So <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown is the correct answer for who I would cast as Atreyu in the modern day version of the never ending story. What a great quiz. It's going pretty good. I must say Atreyu <laughs> is actually what color? Is what? he? Mm. Atreyu is not what he appears to be or is he your options are is he actually <laughs> green purple blue or i made this up <laughs> <I'm so confused. 
I get it. I get it. Who goes first? Nate. <laughs> Answer the question, Nate. Did he make this question up? Or is a trail one of those colors? <laughs> uh, he's either green, purple, blue, or I made it up. <sighs> oh, my God. I'm so confused. Because here, I'll make it easier <laughs> since it is confusing a little bit. I thought it, you were going to tighten it up. Yeah, it's, you tighten it up. <laughs> Give it up so quickly. It's <laughs> the real representation of Atreyu is actually green, purple, blue, or I made it up that he's what he is, what he's supposed to be. Mm. Is he actually, was he really green? Was he really purple? Was he really blue? Or just did I make this whole thing up? Uh, Nate's guess. I, I'm going to fuck me. I'm going to guess that you made this whole thing up. You're thinking I made I'm that a, he's a color up? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I guess that too, that you made it up. He's heating up. Atreyu is actually green. He was painted green during the start of the filming, but it didn't pl- translate to film. So they scrapped the entire idea. Wow. You got to give us a tiebreaker now. I got on the board. Okay. That was a nice tidbit of trivia. So. This one has three answers instead of one. Um, we're not doing any guessing of numbers. Oh. Um, we talked about Engiwook's powerful telescope and how it was made out of different colored liquids. In the main, there's three big bowls of liquid in the middle. What's the color mm-hmm. of the first bowl? Is it pink, <laughs> red, or green? Hate goes first. It's pink. Okay, wait one it's... second. Jeremy just came in. Uh-oh. I'm not going to yell. I won't even yell. <laughs> I'm not even going to yell. It's not <laughs> <He's>... even <worth> <laughs> He said he's sorry. <laughs> Thank you. He said that's for us to have a good episode. Oh, I know. You I guys like are... him now. I know. Um, so, yeah, green, red, or pink. You said pink. Okay, uh, Nathan. I'll, I'll say green. The very first color, we do have a winner. The very first color of the big balls inside Anguot's pervert telescope to stare at the titties is green. This is annihilated. Whoa, no! Nate, congratulations. Congratulations! Wow, I feel feel amazing. I feel very surprised. Uh, you were you came out hot too, and you kind of yeah, blew it at the I, end. Yeah, because I I blew it so bad that I thought inevitably Kate was gonna do her classic uh, mm-hmm. moth burglar move and snap my neck. Yeah, and uh, no, not this time. I'm at, it's, it's like when uh, someone tries to wrap the cord around a guy's neck and he sticks his two fingers in there. Yeah, and he's like no nope. classic Austin nope. Powers move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, do you guys want to hand out some Olympic medals of different colors? Official medal time. Ooh, multicolored medals. Multicolored medals. No returning actors. We've been having a lot of returning actors. Yeah. But this is all All randos and Germans. Uh, Who did you guys give your bronze medals to? I am going to give my bronze medal to Deep Roy who plays Teeny Weeny, the messenger riding the racing snail. Mm-hmm. That's the small fancy guy. Mm-hmm. That's the small, I'm giving it to Deep Roy, uh, a really great small fancy guy. I loved his style. Loved his, uh, loved his outfit. I like his top hat. I liked his fancy tie, to be honest with you. I'm going to give my bronze medal to Tammy Stronach played the childlike empress and she's not has to have a big role um but she's kind of important she was very good at what she did and she has a very intense moment yeah and she lost her teeth just before filming her front tooth fell out so she had to wear dentures and she had a lisp and she had to overcome that so in honor of kate i'm giving her our bronze medal ally yep oh i know i'm a good person deep down I'm giving my bronze medal to 
Barrett Oliver, Bastion Bucks, Triple B. Uh, yeah. He's good. He's good. He, he wasn't yeah. gold good, but he was in this movie. He did what he had to do. I heard he was quite a he was quite a treat to have on set as well. So I believe it. He seems like a sweet young man. He didn't quite make my my medals, but he's he did good. Good for him. You know what? He what sold it for me is because the movie ends in such an insane way, where he's like Falcor, let's go back to the real world, and Falcor's like okay, and then it just cuts to him being like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, that's what got him into the medals. Chasing for me. down his bullies, I love it. Well, I gave my silver to Bastion Balthazar Bax because I think he did a great job of overacting in a way that wasn't too hard to watch. And I enjoyed that he could express big emotions. Like you just always knew what was going on in this kiddo's head. Mm -hmm. So he gets my silver. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, my silver is going to Mr. Alan Oppenheimer who played, uh, Falcor and Mork, all the voices for that. Mm -hmm. Put in, uh, uh, yeah, so he put, (laughs) he did multiple characters. So he, wait a second. I just read Nazi by his name. I got to make sure he's not. Uh-oh. He's canceled. not a Nazi. Uh-oh. I'm reading. Make sure he's not canceled. I can't give him a medal if he's canceled. Yeah. I'm going to give my uh, silver to Goebbels. No, I don't do that. I'm <laughs> oh um, playing God. a Nazi in Hogan's Heroes. Oh, he played a Nazi in Hogan's Heroes. Okay, thank goodness. Okay. Thank so goodness. Alan okay. Oppheimer, 93 years old, still alive. Kick him. Saw the 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 artwork of the, the dragon dog thing and somehow found a voice for it. And good for him. He played the good, he played Gamork too. So that was Intense. Alan Oppenheimer, yeah. silver medal. I gave mine to Sidney Bromley, who plays the telescope guy. Uh, mm, crazy old wizard, gears and cogs. Uh, and, you know, we share similar interests. So, uh, <laughs> silver medal. <laughs> Titties. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, who did you give your gold to, Kate? Gold medal is going to the Empress herself. Wow. Old baby since, teeth. Old baby teeth. <laughs> I, teeth since, I, since I was a small child, have looked at this young girl as like one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. And so her as the child Empress is emblazoned on my psyche Oh, of wow. what, like, a beautiful child looks like. Blonde hair, blue eyes. No one else thought that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on my bag tonight. Yeah, yeah you really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she gets my gold medal. Tammy Stronic. Yeah. Good Moon job. child. Moon child. Yep. Um, my gold medal, and I searched... I scoured the internet for this name and it just, it's just not there for some reason. And it's going to sound silly, but I give the gold medal to the horse that played Artax. That horse did more acting with its eyes in the swamps of sadness than a lot of people that won Academy Awards have done. That horse spoke more with his eyes than any character in this movie spoke with their tongue. Uh, Well put. put. That could be a (laughs) t-shirt. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I give my gold medal to Atreyu, Noah Hathaway. I didn't realize that they dubbed him, which might have changed how I felt about it. But uh, my he earned his medal because uh, that was a real-ass swamp that they made him just fucking climb through for seven weeks. Like, that ain't no fun. That's some Like, Leo won an Oscar for doing that in The Revenant, and this kid mm. barely barely got a sniff so he gets my gold medal just for being all wet and muddy for too long for a child well and a said. horse and a horse and a horse i just realized now that the movie is called the reverend and it's not the reverend i think it's the revenant there we go revenant i just learned two things yeah <laughs> hmm. uh it'd be very funny if i'm saying it wrong well we'll find out we'll find people will tell us uh, do you guys want to give a rating to this movie? Sure do. I would love to.
the scores. Uh, the script for this movie. What would you guys give the script for this movie? I liked it a lot. Well, why don't you why don't you put that into a numerical form? That's a great point. I'm going to give it a nine. Ooh. I would give it a ten, but I'm not going to. <laughs> this um this one gets a seven from the old B man. Um, I get what it's trying to do. It tried to make all the characters for kids, but the concept was way too confusing for children. So it just falls in between this weird spot for kids and adults. So I give it a seven. Uh, yeah, the script is not the strongest part of this movie for sure. Uh, the story is very fine and, uh, but it is interesting enough that they have that crossover between the child reading the book and the story happening in the book. So I'm going to go eight. Split the difference. Uh, the art direction for this movie. What did you guys think of the art direction? I think that that you guys were so grossed out by Falcor means it should get a higher art direction score. I also think that there were titties on the Sphinx. Mm-hmm. And then for that alone, I'm giving it a 10. We have to look that it's 1984. Um, so they didn't have all the technology that they have now obviously um i think they did a great job with what they had um that school that they filmed in that's an elementary school like so many layers of paint everything looks like frosting um falcor like yeah he was pretty they got the mouths to move on all the puppets which still i don't know how to do that nowadays so i'm gonna give it a nine uh Kate, you're right. I was disgusted by Falcor's uh, dog scales, <laughs> but even my disgust could not overcome my uh, joy uh, at cogs, gears, puppets, mm. costumes, uh, medallions. Yep. Uh, Ridges. Ten. Yay! Uh, the music. I forgot about for the medallions. Movie. Anything with a medallion. That's right. The music for this movie. Uh, I want to start with Brent because I want to find out if there's any bangers in this not movie. A, not one to be found. Oh, I know. Oh no. My, my turn, my designated time to talk. <laughs> I know that there was a popular song from Ishmael or Imahel, whatever his name is. No, nothing. He could like <sighs> danger here. I know this is going to sound stupid, but Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins was the Top Gun thing. Picture that when he was driving Fal- Falcor around. Sure. Yeah. So no bangers. I give it a, uh, a seven. <laughs> I didn't like the music. I, there was nothing. It didn't stick out to me. Oh my god. No. I my that was my I, designated time. Uh-huh. Sure. So yet again, Brent misses the mark because Never Ending Story is the bangest of bangers. This is a song that's an earworm that once you get it in your head, you will never get it out. And also, after the movie was over, I listened to that song three times in a row throughout my house and was singing it. So this gets a 10. I will put it on my... I will listen to it right now. Wait one second. I might change. This could be a first. This could could be a game-changing moment. Ending story... God, it's got a synth in it. Wait, 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 wait. Look at what you see in the face. The of your dream. You guys aren't shaking your hips right now. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Harmony? Part. Uh, that's supposed to synth be the Falcor whipping around part. Okay, I listened to enough. Um, Beach the stars, never be It got that's fine. <laughs> it got the hips going a little bit. 
The chorus was lackluster. I can't I believe don't. you gave it a seven. This is like eighties. This is an eighties soundtrack. Don't you pull that on me. You don't get to hush me. That's not how this works. <laughs> do you want me to rescore no, or do you want yeah, me to stick to with the seven? The Are you done picking up for Lima Howell? You Limal? need to hold your own ego hostage instead of the score. Oh. Let's move forward. Hips were bopping. Chorus sucked. <laughs> I go eight. Eight. Oh. Seven to eight. <gasps> Ooh. And what did you give it, Kate? I gave it a ten. Uh, it's an 80s soundtrack. What do you want from it? It's a fantasy movie from yeah, the 80s. So was Top Gun. That was not a fantasy movie. I could listen to that song a uh, hundred times. It would not change my score. My score is a 7.5. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I fucking like it. I Bill, like that. Uh, genre of this movie. Let me look this up. If it's a, if it's a genre, it's a fucked like up German film. I feel like if yeah. I wasn't here, we would be losing listeners because I agree. this is a beloved mm-hmm. film that you Ooh. guys, to those who are in the know. <laughs> this is a 1984 fantasy film. That's all it is. It's just a fantasy film. As a fantasy film, filmed in 1984, what would you give this? Score? I'm going to stick with what I want to give it, which is a 10, because this is a motherfucking fantasy film from 1984. That is what this is. It's you, a 10. You could not get any more fantastical than this movie. It's, and I would have not given it a 10 if it didn't, if I didn't read the line about Fantasia being every thought ever had. Mm-hmm. 10. 10. Uh,. Yeah, you guys convinced me. There's a guy. There's a giant rock guy who eats rocks. Yeah, and he's he's a giant. So ten a fancy guy too. <laughs> giant. Uh, if someone had read the book, the German book, Die Undelich Gash Gash Gashtik, I <laughs> that sounds Ooh. very not nice yeah. to you, yeah, Mister. <laughs> Don't yeah. talk around my Triggered. mother with that mouth. Yeah. Exactly. See, this is what I mean. We're not. We're not quite over it yet. Yeah, we're, we got our our look on our eyes. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this movie? Well, can I go first? Do you want to go, Catherine? Um, I don't know how to score this. Well, I'll, let me go first then, because I'll know. Okay. I know how to score it. So you're telling me if you like the book, would I suggest the movie? The guy that wrote the book hated the movie. Mm-hmm. Six. Mm-hmm. Six. Six. <laughs> the kid was green in the book. He was a tan little white boy in the movie. Hmm. There was a there was four wind giants in the book. They weren't in the movie. That's that's huge mistake. Six. What do you think, Nate? I mean, he really hated it. He really fucking hated it. But bumps on the areolas. I bet if you read a book and it's like, hey, there's like, uh, see, here's the thing. It wasn't. It also, I don't think the the dragon was a dog in the book either. So you would have been picturing this like big dragon, and then you see a dog dragon. That would be mm. that would rattle you. That would rattle you. So Brent convinced me. I'm going six. Yeah, you're confused, looking for a green kid the whole time. What would I do without two of my best friends? Because I also am going to give it a six. Damn right. That's what I like to end on right there. Cerberus. Turkey. This movie gets a 42.1. 42.1. Overcomes some tough scores in the music and book department to have an okay score. To have an okay score. It hung in there. Um. It hung under the exact same score as The Village. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Mm. Brent doesn't like it, but that checks out. Yeah. Mrs. Clack was on that. Smoking <laughs> that gas in that movie. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Do we watch Big the same twist movie? At, <laughs> big twist at the end. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, it was a good movie. Uh, and that means it's time for somebody named Catherine to tell us what our theme is for next month. It's me. That's the person I was talking about. And it's going to be December. I have been tooling and toiling over this decision for weeks now. And I have finally landed on the theme for December, which is going to be 
Holiday Babes. Holiday Babes. So you must choose a holiday film that has a babe in it, and you get to decide whatever kind of babe you like. This month, we're starting off with the babe of the century, one of the most babes that there's ever been, Miss Piggy. And we will be watching uh, The Muppets Christmas Carol. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Miss Piggy is a babe. I love this movie. I love it too. This has got Michael Caine in probably his greatest performance of all time. I agree. I, agree. I never saw it, so I'm excited to watch it. Oh yeah, this is good shit. <laughs> and you're there's a there's a character in this film called Scrooge that I think you're really gonna like, Brent. You might find interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might f- find out. Do you have some things in common with this gentleman? Particular views about the song, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> people not working hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just say it takes everyone has to paddle the ship. Yeah, to flow. <laughs> that's that's what you say. Uh, okay, well, that's what we're gonna watch next month. I'm very excited for that, and that means there's only one thing left to do, Kate, and that's say good night, Kate. Good night, Kate. Good night, Kate. Get ready. Quiet. Get set. God save my little broken body for the funniest family movie of the year. I don't want to. Walt Disney Pictures presents from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's a Dickens of an adventure as only the Muppets can tell it. I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. Only in theaters, The Muppet Christmas Carol. You know that food is wax? Rated G. (laughs) Starts Friday, December 11th at a theater near you. I think you need to be careful that you're not getting into anti-German rhetoric. I'm not anti-German rhetoric. I'm just saying we're not ready yet. We're just keeping our eye on them, you know? (laughs) We're keeping an eye on everything.